like never before, I, you know, I, I, I said this right at the start, man. I said this at the start of the Joag journey. I said this right there in episode one. You don't have to fucking invent horror when it's in such ready supply in the real world. Yeah, far too true. Far too true. Now more than ever, um, you don't have to look to, you know, uh, sci-fi or religion or, or, or any other fucking convenient fiction when the horror is just surrounding us. It's just absolutely everywhere. Um, this is a suitably dismal beginning to a podcast. I, it on, is. Go hey, on. hey <laughs> let's let's uh, let's let's set that tone. You know, mm. this might this might be one of those episodes, <laughs> Corey. I think. <laughs> The natural world, yes. I mean, in in many ways, it's fucking awful, man. I mean, yeah. uh, uh, granted, you can't kind of um, anthropomorphize these things. You can't kind of apply human mores and morals and codes to a, 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 a an ecosystem of, of connected things that just wants to survive, you know? Uh, but, finding Nemo would have me believe otherwise. Uh, yeah, it would. And, hey, there's a lot that can be learned from Finding Nemo, don't get me wrong. Sure. It's, uh, you know, it, it has, it's got a lot of lovely, lovely messages. Um, but the lengths, I mean, hey, to quote Dr. Ian Malcolm, life finds a fucking way, mate. It's oh. <laughs> <That's> paraphrasing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the words no, of Dr. I think Ian you'll Malcolm, find. Life if... finds a fucking way, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you go back and listen, that's that's almost definitely the quote. Uh, it's in it's in the director's cut, I think. <laughs> um, I was uh, going back to a conversation that I had with a, a good friend and erstwhile schoolmate of mine, Joe. You you would have seen him on our Twitter. Um, do you want to hear about some brain parasites? Because uh, want <laughs> is a fraught word, but yes, let's let's delve into the world of brain brain parasites. Um, are you a cat person, Corey? No. I'm deathly allergic to cats. Ah, uh, that's another thing that you and I have in common because I too am woefully allergic to cats, and I fucking hate them as well. Uh, <laughs> I don't hate cats. Like anything fluffy uh, is like fine by me in theory. Nah. I just I don't have much use for them, and I'm also very allergic. Well, the the great thing, uh, the great news is that if you do, if you are a cat person, if you have a cat, then there's a very good chance. Uh, that you are carrying a bug called Toxoplasma gondii. Oh, okay. Very good chance that you have this. Um, something like 40 million Americans are walking around with Toxoplasma gondii all up in their system. Um, uh, for the most hate part, it. yeah, it's minging. Um, it's it's found in cat shit, I'm afraid. Um, <laughs> but not just cat shit. You can also get it from uh, undercooked meat and and kind of various other unsavory kind of interactions. Oh, um, good. I don't like cats, and I'm a vegan. We're there good. you go. You're probably... <laughs> no toxoplasma <laughs> in my brain. <laughs> toxoplasma gondii free, certified. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but the great thing about it, I mean, for, for the most part, your immune system will keep it nice and suppressed. You know, your immune system sure. does a really good job of handling this. But it's been linked to actual changes in human behavior. It can influence the way that you act. Um, in rats, for example, okay, in rats with, with uh, Toxoplasma gondii, rats lose their fear of cats when infected with this. this I'm serious, because the, no the parasite way. wants to get back into cats. That's its life cycle. It wants to get back into the cat. So sure. a rat with Toxoplasma gondii, uh, in studies, will lose its kind of sensitivity to the smell of cat urine, and it okay. will stop being afraid of cats. It wants the, the the parasite wants to get back into a cat. It wants the host to be eaten by a cat. <laughs> That's fucking amazing. It's incredible, and I will never cease to be amazed by the convoluted lengths that evolution oh. will go to in order to propagate a species. Because, like, how? It's not like like parasites aren't thinking, right? They're not like no, making a not. plan. No. Like, no, okay, they're not. What we're going to do is we're going to get this rat by going into mm-hmm. like this particular part of its brain. We're going to get this rat to go mm-hmm. and like, you know, be super chill around cats. And then the cat's going to eat the rat. No, this is all yep. automatic, right? Yep, like, yep, 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 yep. Oh. But in, in humans, though, right? In humans, 
Um, it's also been linked to a decrease in uh, the kind of perception of danger. Oh, so, that's great. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, and and uh, this is theoretical, of course. Sure. Because back in the day, cats, big cats, were a predator for humans. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, losing your sense of danger, losing your perception of yeah. kind of oh, hey, that fucking cat looks like he's going to eat me. That would be a good way for that parasite to get back into a cat. But it's even this. It, it goes even deeper. Um, oh gosh. There was a huge test of university students, right, by the Royal Society of Business here in the UK, and uh, the vast majority of students who tested positive for this parasite were more likely to measure uh, to major, sorry, in business studies. <laughs> I'm serious. It's linked to kind of entrepreneurial behavior. We like risk taking. Is that? Yes, exactly that. Exactly that. Exactly that. That's incredible. To isn't it potentially? Cool? And of course, yeah, I'm sure as you're saying, it's all theoretical. But mm-hmm. the idea that basically keeping a cat in your household can affect your career path. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely bonkers. And you would never even know it. And. I guess the thing is, too, that it this is a failure of that parasite, though, right? Like, we're a bad host because that's never... Yes, Unless yes. we do something that kills us and the cat then eats us. There's exactly really, that. There's exactly no that. way in, that in it humans, back in. Uh, Toxoplasma gondii in humans, it's kind of a dead uh, a dead end to the life cycle, you know? It, it, yeah. it, 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 it gets into us, and it, it ain't getting back into a cat unless th- there's a drastic shift in the power balance uh, <laughs> of mammals currently. And that's so, you know, um, it's a really good point. Yeah. <laughs> and it does it just stay like, does it live forever? Or does it eventually die out in a human? Uh, no, it's always in you. It's always in you. But you're like I say, your immune system suppresses it, keeps it down. It can develop into something called toxoplasmosis, which is something you might have heard of. Um, where it forms generally benign cysts in the brain, but it, it can then be linked to things like schizophrenia. It can be linked to, to some really, really gnarly mental illnesses. Oh um, yeah, but 40-odd million Americans are walking around with this bad lad in them already. Crazy Listen, stuff. my dog may be weird-looking, but at least he's mm-hmm. not giving me brain parasites. So No, no he's not. No, he's I'm, not. I'm thankful for this. Oh, I hate that. Listen, like, one of the most haunting things to me that I've ever seen was some video. I can't remember exactly what uh, mm. animal it was, what bug it was, but it had a parasite in it that was controlling all of its, like, movements and everything. And then they put it in water because, like, the parasite that like once it would sort of drown the host or whatever the parasite would escape and then the parasite came like out oh wow of, yeah, it was wow. the most horrific thing i've ever seen but it was weird because before they like drowned it it was mm. operating like you know just moving around like a big puppet with this yeah. parasite well, I mean, in it the 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 cat poo brain parasite which yeah. isn't a phrase i say often is <laughs> Is is only one that I, that that I know of that inhabits kind of humans and can affect theoretically can affect right. human behavior. There's an absolute belter that's quite well known uh, called uh, Leucochloridium. Okay. He did the art. I know, I know, I know, I know. I didn't do it on purpose. It was, it was, it was. It just the you know, the word called for it. Yeah. <laughs> did. Um, and this lives in bird. Uh, it's, a, it's a worm. It's a kind of a relative of a flatworm that lives in a bird's guts in, in uh, I believe, a, a rainforest region, maybe the Amazon. The life cycle goes like this, right? Bird contains the worm. Bird poops out the worm. Snail eats the poop. Okay. This is where things get interesting. Uh, the worm hatches inside the snail, travels to its eye stalks. Mm. Uh, grows um, and starts to pulse, a brightly coloured worm pulsing in this uh, snail's eye stalk. Snail changes its behaviour and climbs up a tree. Bird sees the snail with the wiggly eye stalks, mistakes it for a maggot. Bird eats the snail and the circle of life continues. The circle of life. Yes, indeed. It's exactly what the Lion King is singing about. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, and like you said, it isn't doing that on purpose. It's not. It's not kind yeah. of. Yeah, that's think. that's wild, Mark. That just happens. Yeah. How I can't wrap yep. my head around that. You know, like. Yep. That's so far beyond my understanding it's, of. It's, it's 
it's crazy. And I'll I'll throw some videos of this this uh, this snail parasite. I do want to see yeah. this because if I mean, you haven't seen it, you can't quite contextualize it. It, it. It's like a fucking rave all up in this snail's eye stalks. But this, um, so the snail is still alive. It doesn't like kill it off and take it over yes. like the other. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. Um, but uh, there are cases where the the worm can kind of pop out of the snail's eye stalks, oh, leaving the snail, no. leaving leaving the snail absolutely fine. The snail will just meh. Oh my god, no! Kind of go about its merry business. What you're oh, thinking geez. of, what you might be thinking of, I do know that there's. Um, a particular fungus which can reanimate ant corpses. I'll have to I'll have to try to find this and link to something because mm. I just remember being absolutely horrified. I felt like it was like a praying mantis or a grasshopper or something like that. Something that mm. already kind of gives me the hibbity jibbies, and Yeesh. then having like a wormy thing then like make its way out of it was just absolutely mm. horrific. But I mean, I guess we all know that there's so much about even what we do all the time that is just instinct. Right? Yes, oh, like, completely, completely, completely. Yeah. It's kind of ganglion lizard brain behavior, isn't it? Yeah, and so, you know, it's like, I get it. I get that mm. we all have weird instincts, even the way we procreate, as fun as it mm-hmm. might be. It's like, mm-hmm. who, like, how do we figure that out in the wild? It, you know, like, <laughs> ah, let's try it. You know, like, it just, yeah. all of it is, like, based on all of these sort of instincts that we have. But when it's something that is so far removed, like it's just such a convoluted way of doing this. This is not an yes. easy way yes. to keep a species. Going. And again, for us as humans, this idea of an invasive parasite mm. occupying, you know, your brainstem and your eyes and controlling your behavior just to propagate itself. Fucking hell. No, thank you, please. You I'm know, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm to fine. us, that's horrific. Yeah. That worm's just trying to get by, man. It's just trying to get through the it's, day. It's yeah, it's just you know going to work every day, clocking in, mm. punching out, doing its thing. Yep, oh, gotta catch but, that bird. Yeah. <laughs> I want every cat person to know about this. I want you to know. I'm gonna make I want it my you business. To evaluate the life choices that you've made and see if maybe <laughs> it was because of a parasite. I'm gonna that make your it my business. You, right? Yeah. If you're if you're a business person and you have cats and you grew up with cats, I just want oh, you it's to nailed think on. about yeah. it. Yep, yep, yep. I just want you to think about it. I am... Ooh. So cool. <laughs> yeah. So, cool. you know, uh, while I'm delighted to have shared that with you, I'm also sorry that you now know mm. about all that stuff. Yeah, it's really it's really fun every week to find out what my nightmares are going to be about. Just mm. Every Sunday at 4 p.m. Yes. What's this week's nightmare? <laughs> here. <laughs> oh, here comes Mark, deliverer of bad vibes. Yeah, and thanks, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cheers, Joe. Good man. <laughs> Um, I think that might be my horror fetish, in fact. My favourite genre of horror movie is Boats. Oh, I found a feather in my garden today. Must have been an angel. I almost punched a little kid at Kamikaze who was dressed as a zombie because it scared the shit out of me. Corey, movies are too goddamn long, right? One hour and 28 minutes is a perfect movie. This is, this is it. This is for me now. I'm like, oh, this is, I'm, I'm fucking in. Uh, listen, before, before, before we kind of venture onward, I want to... I want to talk a little bit about some news which landed in the UK last night, right? Um, you may or may not have heard of this, and I'm going off script here, I apologise. No, this was no, please. One of the reasons why I've been in such a fucking downer of a mood today, right? Okay. Late last night, uh, at around about half eleven, the news dropped that uh, one of the biggest cinema chains in the UK, Cineworld, is closing no. everything. Yep. Um, it's got something like 150 cinemas throughout the UK and they are closing all of them indefinitely. Wow. Just dang. And like with, they think they're just kaputskis, like it's not going to come back. Or... Um, they're alluding to the fact that, yeah, we'll re, we'll reevaluate things next year. We'll take another look next year. But for now, uh, something like 150 odd cinemas, 5,000 jobs. Oh, gone. just, yeah, up in smoke, just like that. That's so rough. And that's been a threat with AMC here as well. Mm-hmm. And something that I've been just horrified at the potential for. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just feel like I always thought that you guys had better structures in place to keep this from happening. But yeah, capitalism yeah. going to capitalism, I guess. Uh, yeah. I know, I know. And, it you know, it's impossible to imagine that others aren't going to follow suit. It's impossible to yeah. imagine that other chains aren't going to follow suit. And Not to mention your indies and yeah, yeah, all of yeah, that exactly. stuff. It's exactly. such a huge loss. Uh, you, Corey, I, I cannot tell you how much of a loss you know we're looking at potentially here. I mean, you know, you know full well that 
the cinema going experience. It's it's a part of my fucking DNA, man. Yeah, absolutely, you know? absolutely. Feeling good? Hey, let's go see a movie. Feeling yeah. shit? Ah, fuck. Yeah. Let's go see a movie. Yes, one hundred percent. I mean, this is like this whole thing. I remember the day after the uh, the twenty sixteen election. Uh, mm. Me and my friend Kristen were like, we're not we're not going to work today, and we went and we just saw Doctor Strange, and like mm. we were like, this is. This is yeah. what we do. It's like what, like you said, whatever mode you're in. Sometimes I'm just like, eh, it's the middle of the day. I just want to do. Yeah. I just want to be by myself. I just go to the movies. Mm-hmm. It's just such a sad thing to see that go. And yeah. the arts are like just such an important thing that I think people aren't totally recognizing how much of it is being just trashed. Yeah. By all of this. Yeah. So. Uh, we are, you know, I mean, we all, we've all known all year, really, that we're staring down the barrel of a particularly bleak uh, transformation. Um, but this really brought it home for me today. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I mean, where does this lead? Do, do, you know, do cinemas start to just be maybe a big city thing? Do you, you know? Right. Is, yeah. Is, it's is... like a you have to go get, go to town to catch a show mm. or whatever. Uh, yeah. As opposed to yeah. 15 minute walk. Right. Do you... Do you have drive-ins there? Is that a thing? We don't. Um, uh, there have been a few popping up over the past few months, but by and large, apparently, really by all accounts, they're pretty pretty weak. Um, yeah. You went the other night, didn't you? I did go the other night, yeah. Me what and did you see? My family went and saw Jumanji 2. Hey. <laughs> you know, it's a good movie. Again, feel good. Yeah, fun. Ugh, I get a kick out of that movie every time. Mm-hmm. I, I need the theater-going experience, and that's like, yes. you know, I've gone in the couple months that I've lived here, they've only had this drive-in open for like two months. Otherwise I'd have to go into the city and no, Mm. (laughs) but uh, I've gone like three or four times since then just to, and that's a big downgrade from, I used to go like two to three times a week. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, it's just such, it's, it's bleak to think of something like that going away. Mm. And yeah, it is, and and I mean, I mean, I guess this is tacit admission that the 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 kind of the Mulan experiment didn't work. Um, the what experiment? You know, Mulan Disney put oh. Mulan on Disney Plus. Yes, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Pronunciation difference. <laughs> yes, you say it. You say it. Mulan. Okay, Mulan. <laughs> <laughs> you say potato. I say potato. I say Mulan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um no fucker yes, went to see tenet so yeah, nobody went out to the theaters nobody's paying the money to see them at home um no. which i feel like also i mean mulan was a dumb experiment in my opinion put out wonder woman and see if people don't pay 30 yeah, bucks to yeah, see yeah, it because yeah, yeah, i'm yeah, a yeah, see yeah. wonder woman i don't care where yeah. i see it uh yeah. mulan i probably wasn't going to go to the theater to see anyway so i mean and on top putting it 30 bucks on top of a thing that you already pay for it just it was a silly Mm. a silly experiment that's all i'm saying but yeah it's just ugh. i feel i feel you mark and yeah i feel i know i know you do i know you do so that's that's kind of where i've been all day it was kind of a a bombshell it It was yeah wondering just how bad it's going to get, you know, because by this point, there's no point in wondering if it's going to be bad right now. The question is how bad that's yeah. now where we're at. I think. Yeah. Oh, the true mm. horror is all around. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I hate everything about it. <laughs> uh, but hey, our president has COVID over here. So there's that. It's not all bad news, it's not you know, all bad news. Hey, yo. <laughs> Silver linings. <laughs> Anyways. Anyway. Hi. Yeah, man. Hey, guys. <laughs> Welcome to Jack of All Graves, our sixth episode. Um, wow. Yeah, six. We're doing. I say that every week. Every week when you when you what? come at me with the fig. Wow, six weeks. Holy That's shit. Right. This is. It's a lot. That's this is probably the longest I've stuck at any one thing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sorry for your kids. No. <laughs> yeah, you make a good point. You make a good point. But you know, six uh, weeks we've been we've been making this silly little podcast, and people yep. have been uh, joining in this adventure with us. And mm-hmm. ugh, we're just having fun. I mean, yes, 
aside from all the bleakness in the real world and everything, we are having a great time talking to you guys about weirdness and the things that mm. creep us out and whatnot. And we're just really glad that you're along for the journey. So welcome to Joag 6. Joag, which is what everyone's calling it. <laughs> it's what everyone's calling it. Word that on is... the street is it's it's Joag. It's what everyone's saying. <laughs> I like funny. that we do we do pronounce it the same way. You know, you never know when like two people are reading the same acronym how it's going to come out. I also it's learned... one of only. It's probably the only thing that we do pronounce the same way. That's as, true. As I've, as I've discovered. <laughs> That's a very good point. We can't even agree on Mulan, so I mean, <laughs> um, I just discovered there's actually multiple ways that people pronounce COVID. Like some people apparently oh, really? say COVID. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've heard have you heard that? I have, I have. And every single time I'm like, yeah, come on. No, that's not right. It's like, have, <laughs> uh, You've never seen American movie, have you? No. Okay, this, I don't know if I've told you about it before, but it's delightful. Um, okay. It's a documentary about a guy who is trying to, he wants to make his great masterpiece movie called Northwestern but he's making a horror movie as part of the process of funding it called Coven. But he pronounces it Coven (laughs) the entire time. And even his, like the actors and everyone around him are like, it grates on them. (laughs) He constantly (laughs) refers to it as Coven. And um, now you describe it. I, I, I I totally know what you're talking about. I haven't, uh, when you started describing it, I was like, nah, I never heard of it. But yes, I do know of this movie. Uh, It's really, I've been to watch. It's, you know, you should get it on your, your Plex thing because it's not mm. streaming anywhere, at least not here. Um, and it is an hour and a half of, like, pure delight. These just dudes with these thick accents from, like, the northern Midwestern United States who, mm-hmm. um, like, his best friend is permafried. Like, he, and he talks about it. Like, he, like, OD'd and his brain is kind of messed up, but he's just as such as like this delightful teddy bear of a human being. Um, And so like there, it's just one of those things that you watch and you're like, wow. And you really feel like this guy, like he's weirdly inspiring, even though he's a total screw up. You're like, but man, this guy never gives up on his dream. He is going to make his movie. And I guess you can actually watch Coven as well, which I haven't done yet, but... I think oh, so that exists. The movie yeah, within a movie exists. Yeah, he did oh, make fantastic. Coven, and Good. I think it sometimes is on Shutter, but not right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, Coven. Very nice. Yeah, I mean, I'll see that. Out. Thank you. Check out both of those. Uh, I love an underdog, so yeah. I will. Oh, check that it's out. such mm. a good underdog movie. I just. By the way, I also I did watch Thirty Days of Night. Um, you did? Just now, just now, because I was like, <laughs> since we were talking about Josh Hartnett, and I had a weird dream about Josh Hartnett last night. <laughs> so <laughs> it was. We're gonna we're gonna go back to pronunciation a lot this week. I can tell. <laughs> what is it about my pronunciation of that guy's name that particularly well, say stuck it. out? Josh Hartnett. Hot. It's the hot. <laughs> it's like fucking. I'm saying Downton Abbey, mate. It's just Josh Hartnett, you know. <laughs> it's just for some reason the way that you say it, like it like clicked in my brain, and I think that's okay. why I was dreaming about Josh Hartnett. I'm like, I was just fixated for like 20 minutes on how Mark said it. Did you enjoy it? I did, yeah, and Great, suitably bleak at the at the end. As we've discussed, we both like not happy endings, and uh, I thought that mm-hmm. had a had a great ending. And Danny Houston is a terrifying vampire. Fantastic vampires in that movie. Good Absolutely fantastic. Lord. Yeah, they're yeah, they're yeah, yeah. mean and vindictive and mm-hmm. like just animalistic. Oh, they're they're yeah. you know. But the, it's like the mix of the fact that they're animalistic, but they're also conniving and like yes. it's pack hunters. Yeah, everything about them is just really terrifying. Mm. And Danny Houston as the sort of main one is really every time you see him, he's got this like the way that he moves and is examining things. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Ooh, he is horrifying. So there, I, I, I mean, I guess. What kind of flavor of vampire is 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 your favorite? Because I mean, there's there's different portrayals of vampire. There's the vampire that is in no way human. There's the vampire that yeah. is an entirely different animal. You know, is is yeah. is just a beast. And then you've got your your lost and boys, sexy vampires. You've got your sexy yeah. vampires. Uh, you know, but but who still maintain humanity? Who still maintain right. you know the kind of the higher functions? But yeah, these lads exactly. in Thirty Days of Night are, are not. They are just animals, you know, yeah. hunting by scent. Fantastic. Yeah. Did you find? Did you spot the kill? My favorite kill of the movie. I was wondering. I'm not sure which one it was actually. 
Right, so it's towards the end. Yeah. It's when that one geezer gets it with the axe to the neck. Okay, I did think that might have been it because it's very real looking. Holy like, shit. And it's he takes like the double chop and like, yeah. so first he's got like his head just sort of like hanging <laughs> to the side. And the, yep. I thought that might have been it, but I wasn't sure if that I just was... like looked away Honestly, and it was a, I, I was expecting it to be a vampire <laughs> kill so it's like no i i rewound that one time and time again <laughs> oh my fucking oh yeah it's very like i mean not that i know what it looks like for someone to get their head hacked off with an axe but i imagine that's about right and it's like they did such a good job with the head that exactly it, like, there's <laughs> it some tendon like action him. there really cool really cool yeah there's no like oh it took me out of it because it looks like someone's nope. wax head or whatever like nope it looks like they really chopped that dude's head off in yep, phases. Really, really nice. <laughs> in mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not just, yeah, you know, he's gone. He's not in that <laughs> head. Nope. His fucking he is out of there. Mm. Uh, good day to you, sir. Uh, yes. But yeah, I liked it. So I will echo Mark's recommendation. Good. Now. good. Watch 30 good. Days good. of Night. Good. You still have to watch Fantastic Planet, by the way. <laughs> Do you know, this occurred to me earlier on. You're really good with picking <laughs> yeah, up on watch... recommendations and watching them. I'm like, eh. never watch them. <laughs> It's like you don't trust me, Mark. It's, no, listen, but I do. I, I really do. I would trust you with my life. Um, but apparently not enough to sit through like a short animated movie. <laughs> well, that's fair, I guess. It's fine. <laughs> Good quality digressing there. Yes. Oh, boy. Yeah, right out the gate. I, you know, you can tell it's been one of those kinds of weeks when instead of like where there's no like moving right along. It's like, no, let's talk about yeah, every other just... thing. Let's Shoot the um, shit a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Cursed photos. Ah, cursed photos. Mm. Yeah. So look, I I love uh, a loaded image. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I say cursed photos, I guess I would explain myself. I don't mean horrible photos photos no. with you know gore in them or a picture with you know a tragedy or, or the aftermath of, of, of an atrocity by a, 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 a and maybe cursed is the wrong word a photo that were you not to know the context mm-hmm. you would you would you wouldn't know yeah it's perfectly what was going on yeah perfectly normal regular photos i think of this as like on dateline because i watch so much dateline uh, they have what they call like in better times photos. Just briefly, um, what's Dateline? Oh, mm, good call. Dateline is a true crime magazine <laughs> show. I do not know. <laughs> this is this blew my mind more than anything, Mark. <laughs> it's my obsession. Dateline. Mm. Uh, it's yeah, a true crime magazine show that airs once or twice weekly, depending on the time of year it is. Uh, where yep. they just deep dive into some crime like a murder or something like that that has many layers to it and they interview Mm. all the people who were involved in it and it has like you know it it has a tone that is just all its own and the hosts are celebrities in and of themselves because they've been doing this for so long um and so yeah it's just like a weekly show that deep dives into true crime it's a good gateway drug probably for most people who are into true crime uh, mm. And I am obsessed with it to the point mm. that I used my friend Alice and I used to like live tweet Dateline and we would like at one of the hosts, Josh Mangowitz, um, and he uh, he would reply back to us and all that stuff. And then one day he happened to be filming around the corner from my apartment and he was yeah. like, I think I'm in your neighborhood. Do you want to no. say hi? And I was like, yes, I do. And he let me come in and sit in the chair that's normally his chair and just like ask him questions. And like it was Fantastic. the best. He gave me a Dateline hat. It was oh, nice. So yeah. he was a good guy. Oh, great guy. Absolutely great. And he comes from like the Mankiewicz dynasty, which is like they are they're important cinematic people uh, okay. in America. One, his brother's a host on TCM. His uh, father was on the political campaign of. Uh, oh, gosh, I can't remember who, but they were friends with Hunter S. Thompson. Like, all this. Wow. He was telling me stories of like going to bars with Hunter S. Thompson when he was underage. <laughs> and, like, nice. Nice. Fantastic. Anyways, that's what Dateline is. Mm. It's a thing that I'm obsessed okay. with to the point of a host knowing that I would want to meet him. <laughs> um, and uh, what was I saying about Dateline? Oh, so when they air, they will like 
they'll often have this photo they'll show multiple multiple times throughout the episode that's like mm-hmm. the person looking kind of happy and joyous yeah. and so they call that an in better times photo um, i see okay but because you know what's going to happen to the person mm. that perfectly enough becomes... photo has this dark tone to it mm. so it's mm. like you always have this sense every time you see that very happy photo that something very bad is about to follow it yeah so. yep uh, that's that's very close to to the attraction for me. Again, yeah. it's 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 an image, and is there something I wonder to a lot of the some of the ones that I'm going to talk about being kind of analog images as mm. opposed to digital? I don't know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's it's an image that when you strip away the context, it you, you would have no clue. It doesn't it doesn't it doesn't depict or describe the right. horror that's just behind that image there's something very very alluring about that to me mm, yes yeah i know it's a very I, and i feel like i am most i don't know if attracted is the right word but the ones that i'll stare at the longest are often ones that have to do with my greatest fears uh in, oh, really? so the ones that like i get stuck on are usually ones in planes before they crash because i'm terrified oh, okay. of plane crashes uh and so you fly though yeah you will you you will all the time all the time Mm. (laughs) like i'm just convinced i'm going to die every single time that i get on one uh but (laughs) i'm terrified of planes terrified of plane crashes and it's 100 percent a control issue i understand where this is coming from but uh when i see pictures of people like happily on planes and things like that Mm. there's a few of them i'll bring them up but a few like i feel like there's some something about ones that specifically are fears i have Mm. seeing those before photos that really get to me you don't do that before you get on planes do no you? That's not some... no okay <laughs> i try not to no <laughs> i mean i've i have accidentally done things like that before but no i don't intentionally sit there like oh, i've got a flight tomorrow let's look at this <laughs> picture of this happy family before mm. their plane was shot down or things like that no no not so much okay. what have you got what are, what's what's your what's your most haunting photos <sighs> Oh, I, I I have several. I mean, let me... This, Suck it to me, good sir. How can I show you these? I mean, obviously we will post these. Obviously we'll put yeah. these up so that you can share these. I'm going to send this to you. There we go. Oh, hey, that hi. That smiling character. Yeah, he looks he looks joyful. Doesn't he? Doesn't he, does. he though? Yeah, he's, he's uh, clearly looking having over a great his shoulder. Um, yeah. Shirtless, maybe. Smiling he is at the shirtless. camera. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that just smiling cheerful cherub of a man um is, is jeffrey word. it is a wonderful word uh, that's jeffrey franklin and he's fresh from killing both his parents uh, <gasps> oh. yeah oh, wow. and attacking his uh, three younger siblings as well in 1998 uh, oh. he took an axe and a sledgehammer <gasps> to his mom and dad wow um and Straight then led Borden the police did. on a oh comp- yeah he really did he really did um he, long history of mental illness, abuse of his prescription drugs, Ritalin and so on, uh, was continually just prescribed Ritalin in higher, higher doses and murdered both his parents, took the cops on a long car chase, laughing all the way. Uh, I'm going to assume this was here. Ding! (laughs) Ding, 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 ding. Judging by this entire story, this happened in America. But again, you look at the guy in that moment and, you know, he could be... He could be anyone doing anything. There's no yeah. context within that picture to suggest the horrors that have just taken place. No, and that's interesting because this is an afterwards one, right? This isn't yep. like a, you know, oh, the moment before tragedy struck or anything. It's like, this guy looks like happy as can be. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. when yeah, you yeah, yeah, know yeah. the context, then maybe you can see it, a, a manicness mm-hmm. in it or something like that. But yep. He seems genuinely if, pleased. If this were just a guy after he had like come home from a good date, mm. you wouldn't think anything of it. No, nope, uh, not in the least. Oh man, that is. And that's what I mean. That's that's the kind of thing that 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 kind of captivates me about images like that. Absolutely no context to what's taking place. There's another one with you right now. Uh, that is. Oh, I've seen this one. Yeah. Oh, you have. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, so the picture is of uh, a girl from behind. Um, she's mm. wearing like an oversized T-shirt and hiking boots. And she mm. is taking a picture into like a gorge, basically, like a big green yep. valley. She's got her digital camera out taking a picture. Someone's yep. taking a on picture a, of her doing this. On a, on a hike with her ex-boyfriend. 
who immediately after taking that photo, like immediately after snapping that pic, uh, shot her twice and kicked her off the cliff. That's crazy. I mean, and the, ugh, it's so haunting. This is exactly what you're talking about. When you look at the photo itself, it's cute. Like, oh, yes. like yes. the boyfriend standing behind, like, oh, look at my girlfriend. Yep. Look at how cute she is taking a picture. Mm-hmm. You know, she's this just like petite little, looks so young. Uh, mm. And then you add that to it and you yep. have this all of a sudden horrifying dimension that you absolutely would not, would not get. And why? Here, like, why take that picture? You know, do you mm-hmm. know anything about this guy? Like, did... Uh, yeah, 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 quite a bit. I mean... Even after the atrocity, even after the killing, he was posting pics on Instagram. This was in 2015, I want to say. Okay. And he was putting these pics up on on, on the gram, you know, uh, immediately after the event. And did um, he think he was covering his tracks or was he like, no, look he, what he, I did? No, he fessed up. He then called the cops and fessed up. That is bonkers. The psychology crazy, of mm. this. Because I also think there's a, a very haunting picture, and this is not one where you can't tell there's something wrong. There's very much something wrong. But mm-hmm. there's a photo that this serial killer took where he had um, kidnapped a woman and her boyfriend. Um, and he killed the boyfriend, like, right away. But he kept yep. her. Um, and there's You are picture- talking about Regina Walters, I believe. Yeah, that sounds right, um, yeah. The guy was the, the truck stop killer. Yeah, that's the one. Yes, um, and it's it's with you now. In fact, I think I just sent it to you. It that's it's the very one. And there's this it's yes. This, this girl is caught with her arm out, obviously protesting. Um, and do you know what really gets me about that one? Hmm. The houses in the background, in really close proximity yeah. to where this is going on, there are people within screaming distance. You would think. Um, right. Also, that did not get to me, so I don't know who you sent. Oh, there it is. I'm like, there some random person's getting like, just this horrible photo. Is that, that is the one you meant? Is that, that is the exactly the one I meant. And she's, mm-hmm. yeah, she's wearing a dress and heels, uh, mm-hmm. which... Which, by the way, he forced her yeah. into. Yeah. And she was so 14, she's... man. That's crazy. I feel like mm-hmm. I've read this story multiple times, and it doesn't look like it from this picture. It looks, you know... Yeah. Not that you can tell much from a, the film graininess and all that stuff, but she looks like a, a grown adult. But she, mm-hmm. yeah, as I mean, that actually is very haunting. I hadn't even really thought about that. That, yeah, you can see houses in the background while this is happening, mm-hmm. so close to potentially being able to get help of some kind. And yeah, and she's, you know, she just got her hands out at the camera like she doesn't want him to take the picture or who knows what's in his hands at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she was then, you know, murdered after this photo. And that's one that, ooh, gives me the the absolute... The final victim of this guy who had up to 50 victims, you know. Like I said, strip away the context. And yeah, there's obviously something fucking wrong with that picture, but... Right, but you could... I mean, you would never... That's also like, you know, if if this was in someone's photo album in their house, you could also be like... This is a picture of yeah. a girl whose mom is taking yeah. a photo of her that she doesn't want. Goofy, to take. oh mom, yeah, like, uh, yeah. come on, stop! Like, there's, I have plenty of those, you know, mm. stripped of context. You wouldn't go, oh, this is like a murder that's about to happen, uh, mm. and you're what you said about like things on film somehow being so much more haunting. It's like yeah. it, it freezes people in place in time in a way that I think digital photos don't necessarily do. I think. The core of that, for me, is there's something about the actual physical act of capturing mm. an image on film, the chemical interaction between the mm, light mm-hmm. and the film. It's somehow more tactile. It's somehow more tangible. Yeah, and yeah, that absolutely. that that pick sat on that roll of film and and was developed and was you know yeah. coaxed into existing. Yeah. But yet, but yet is 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 you know uh, an impression of an event of absolute atrocity and horror you know yeah somehow captured using that chemical process that's i think at the heart of it for me and i always wonder about that because as i was telling you the other day you know my grandmother um when she was during world war ii she kind of lied about her age and managed to get into yeah, yeah, yeah. a a photo lab that was uh, the top secret photo lab um and she often saw yeah she often saw photos that were um stuff that 
nobody else was supposed to see and she saw them earlier often than the high ups that they were going to uh mm. and sh she developed the first photos that came back from the liberation of buchenwald uh concentration camp so at the time Obviously, everyone knew there had been camps in uh, Germany, but people didn't mm. necessarily know what was happening in them if you didn't live mm. in Germany. People just kind of, I mean, we had concentration camps. That's the thing that I think people don't necessarily contextualize. So, mm. you know, you're thinking as terrible as it was, you're thinking of Japanese internment camps or things like that here that mm. were awful, but they're not death camps. Um, mm -hmm. And so my grandmother, having no idea about this, is developing photos and all of a sudden, you know, through that liquid, she's seeing these piles of emaciated yes. bodies and, yes. you know, all of that horror in front of her, just completely unex unexpected, you know, like, oh mm -hmm. my God, this is, you know, all this horror in front of me. And I imagine, I don't know who developed that picture you know, I don't know if he did that himself or someone mm. else did or whatever, but a lot of these photos, there's something about that idea of something being revealed to you. Yes. You know, even yes. if it isn't, even if it is innocuous, even if it isn't mountains of bodies or things like that, but that the revelation of someone's face before you, um, yeah. and then something yeah, the, the realization happening. of what, what, just what it is that's been captured there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can understand why people, you know, have had superstitions about film cameras stealing yeah. your soul, oh, you know? <laughs> hugely. Yes, of course. Um, and reading up on stuff for this episode, you know, it, it, it felt like easy money to talk about the Victorian era photos of, oh, of gosh, dead yeah. kids. You yeah. Know? Whoa. Yeah. Um, well, my thought, too, was uh, it's like, is it, you know, the most obvious to me? that came to mind was the Zapruder film of uh, mm. JFK being killed. Because depending on what frames of that you're looking at, you either have this, mm -hmm. you know, great, happy, waving, going through town moment, or you have the president yeah. with his head blown open, or you have Jackie Kennedy on the back of the car trying to, like, pull pieces of his brain matter uh, back uh -huh. into the car. I mean that is the ultimate in that these kinds of things being revealed and what that did to Abraham Zapruder having created mm. those images, mm. you know, and the fallout of that for him and the way that like for a while they wouldn't even print that frame, you know? Really? Um, yeah. It was just like, you know, if you were looking, they printed all the other ones in life magazine, but they would leave out that frame for years and years and years of him actually being killed. So you had this before and after, thing happening but i've always found that to be such a fascinating thing to look at too Same. you know <laughs> you're just seeing on film this mm. this celebration almost all these people yeah. standing there and, and then... you know I, I i talk a lot about context yeah you aren't just seeing i mean now uh, with with the hindsight of of the the mm -hmm. you know, decades that have passed you aren't just seeing a man get murdered you're seeing a, a, a political landscape, a world changing right mm -hmm. there in that one instance. Yes. Oh my gosh, that's such like a, I mean, those moments are incredible, you know, and to be able to have that. And that's the only thing we have of that too, which is a, mm. in, an incredible thing to think about. Like to if that were to happen today, how many mm -hmm. cameras would have been Exa on yes, that moment? Yes, exactly, you know? exactly, exactly. And all we have is this grainy footage that this guy took. And as a result, you know, that has mm. ended up with all these conspiracy theories around it because this is, mm. I mean, and also because the Warren Commission did a terrible job, but that's another story. But because this is all we have, it's, you know, there's so much mythology around it and there's, it's taken on a life of its own. It was a world-changing event and this yeah. film is the in the only document of it really of yeah you know so it is it's it's a mythological text in and of itself it's a its yeah. own bible of yes sorts. exactly it's, it's it's way more than the kind of the 20 odd seconds of the film the, mm -hmm. the, it, it's yeah again context i cannot stress enough how how alluring and powerful i find that idea of context when you yeah. add it or take it away you can completely change mm -hmm. uh what you see in something yeah, and that's, you know, one of the things that I try to get across as a, a teacher. That's most of mm. my, my course is context, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. basically to say that no event 
happens in a vacuum. Nothing is its own thing. But there are so many mm. other threads of culture and politics and economics and society and, you know, everything that we take for granted and that the structures around us are invisible. And these kinds of moments almost like pull back that curtain, right, where you see the structures mm. and mm -hmm. all of a sudden you're like able to kind of understand how much any one event affects everything else and how many yeah. elements of society it's a it's a it's a yeah. fulcrum isn't it it's a kind of a tipping mm -hmm. point yeah. just one domino can just set out a spiral of, of consequence chain reaction cause and effect yeah and i mean if anything in 2020 people should be more aware of that than ever yes. right yeah. like just that every single there's so many things that are happening and all of these are the culmination of so many uh events in every facet of which brings me life. to the falling man that image mm, from 9 11 mm -hmm. yeah that's yeah. i think favorite is the wrong word right yeah no it i wouldn't is the use wrong that word. wouldn't hang it in the living room but certainly <laughs> but um i think that's in many ways, uh, uh, another perfect example of what you've just been describing. Mm, mm -hmm, it, mm -hmm. An image, you know, take away all of that context that we just spoke about. And it's a, a stunning image of the human form suspended in space. But that was a catalyst. That moment on a personal level and a global level, mm -hmm, that man mm -hmm. is seconds away, moments, instants away from death. Yeah. But you zoom out. And out again and out again and out again. And that photo encapsulates a moment of global change. Yes. Yeah. Hooey you know? boy, does it. I, there's yes. no under understating that and how representative it sort of became. And it's interesting, too, because I feel like with a lot of these kinds of photos that we're talking about, there's a degree of like we have to look for them because we're curious about what are those moments before tragedy? What do they look like? Mm. Things like that. Or mm. maybe they're in a blip news story or things like that. Mm. But that this is one, I think probably when you said the falling man from 9-11, people over the age of 30 are very aware of what you're talking about. Maybe under mm. that age even, mm. but mm. they know exactly what image you're talking about and that it was widespread because it we all understood that it captured yeah. something extremely important, that it's not just mm -hmm. like a macabre photo of a guy dropping no, to his no. death, but that it's representative of something much more. And the emotional pull of that, that then is so tethered to the ways in which politics unraveled, you know, the way mm -hmm. that we justified a lot yeah. of what America was doing uh, abroad and our wars mm. and things like that with imagery like that picture yes you know all of it is about that falling man as well so mm -hmm. it isn't yeah it's it's so much bigger than a simple image and yeah. as i was telling he, you it's you know it's very much a part of where i live and yeah. uh every single day it's something that we think about here in fact i was uh we're tidying up the house right now and uh the there was a picture of the Twin Towers just in the kitchen, just like that hung above a light switch. And then another uh -huh. one in another room, like this, like night shot of the Twin Towers. And it's like this, it's like that never forget mentality. That's mm. absolutely here. We have multiple pictures of the Twin Towers just around the house, just to be a constant reminder. It's a big Context. Deal. Yeah, context. A context that also I'm very aware of being lost because I teach you know, mm. 17, 18, 19 year olds. <laughs> and they don't have that context. Fascinating. I mean, uh, in my kind of line of work, I come into contact with, like you said, that that, that same kind of demographic a lot. Um, the the age range of the people who work in, in the organization I work in is, yeah, we have a very young, a young skewing base of workforce. Yeah. Um, is, it, is, it, is it literacy? Is it information literacy? Is it uh, immediacy? Is it the the conditioning to only look in your immediate kind of time frame? I don't know. I'm I'm I mean, speculating wildly. I always think about this in terms of when I was in college, you know, mm. so I graduated from college 12 years ago. Um, 2008 is 12 years ago, right? That's math. Um, so is that right? Yes. It's okay. So I graduated from college 12 I've, years ago. I've crunched the numbers. Yeah. It was, it was a tough one, but we got there. 
um, started college 16 years ago. Um, and I remember that I had a class called History of Broadcast Media. And our mm -hmm. textbook was called The Broadcast Century. And I feel like when I think about a lot of things, recognizing that we had a broadcast century in which mm. not a whole heck of a lot had changed up until mm. I was in college and even sort of to graduating college streaming television like had just begun ABC NBC started streaming a few of their shows uh online it was like what I can watch mm. the Black Donnellys on here like this was the beginnings of those things uh to let's look at the broadcast 12 years that have happened since then and like the yep. speed of change and information and all of this where we don't experience things together the way that we used to like I'm mm. obsessed with live television drives my mother mm. crazy she doesn't want to watch car um, cartoons that's not what I meant um, commercials <laughs> she hates it but I love live, live as in you know like live broadcast outside broadcast live, live television or, or even just like watching a television show when it airs on television yes yes like, yes 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 if it's at 8 p.m. on Friday, I would like to watch it at 8 p.m. on Friday with all yeah. the other people who are watching it at 8 p.m. on Friday. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, and that is like this relic of a different age. Mm. Of oh, it is. It is. Media. It is totally. I mean, there, there, there are some shows that become bound up in that in that time, in that context, in that yeah. communal experience. Yeah. Um, not so much now, but uh, Doctor Who is, is is one of those for me. Mm -hmm. uh, I whatever I was doing um, on a Saturday, I would have to get home in time. Yeah. <laughs> for, even though I knew full fucking well it would be online later right. on, I knew full well it would be on iPlayer. I had to be there with the rest of fandom, fucking yes. when that music hits, and you would not believe what has just happened. Um, there's a shot right now in the news in front of me, Boris Johnson uh, in a museum, and behind him is a TARDIS. I shit you not. Incredible. The simulation mm. is breaking down, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> but I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah. And it is. It's, it's communal experience. It's yeah. the shared uh, kind of knowledge that yeah. so many people around the world are doing the same thing as me right now. And, it's, yeah. and, it's, and it's, it's fantastic. And I think that that is part of what is lost with like imagery, like the 9-11 thing and not making sense or not being connected to it the way that my, like, my students not being connected the way that I am. It's partly they just weren't there. And partly mm. just, like, the shared experience of media is totally yeah. different. And that, like, I always think of it when, you know, when you were a kid and you went on, like, a road trip or something like that. You were stuck listening to whatever your parents wanted to listen to. So your mm. music, like, knowledge is the broadcast century, right? Like, you know stuff mm. that's probably from, you know, the 50s, 60s, whatever, long mm. before you came along, um, mm. where my students never did that because their parents didn't want them to complain, so they handed them an iPod, and yeah. they sat in the back with that or their little DVD player or whatever the case may be. And so you mm. kind of, there's like a difference just in how people experience these events together that you lose some of that context with in my opinion that's one of my many theories about damn my that's students. fascinating <laughs> it really is i mean and to go full circle i think that's why the movie going experience is so important yes yeah absolutely. to me at least mm -hmm. oh, because I agree. for for that couple of hours every single person in that room who i don't know but we're all having the same experience mm -hmm. at the same time and I think that is hugely powerful. Yeah. And I'm always disappointed when I ask my students if they go to the movies. Vast majority of them don't. And I'm like, mm. I, you are missing it. You are missing. Mm. Like, there's nothing like sitting there and something funny happens in a movie and you're all in agreement and you all laugh. Or yeah. something scary and you all scream. Or everyone hates it and you're all, like, grumbling. It's so, glorious. Uh, Benicio Del Toro's The Wolf Man. See that a couple of years back? I never saw it, no. Fucking terrible. Right? <laughs> Just the worst film. It whiffs on so many opportunities, mm -hmm. right? All the, the, the yeah. foundations are there for a truly, truly, really good film, but it, it fails to capitalize mm -hmm. on any of them. And uh, one of the, even in spite of that, it led to a fantastic cinema experience when it was a packed house, right? Yeah. The, the, the place was, you know, there wasn't a, a, a spare seat in the house. And about a third of the way through, 
everyone you could almost feel this realization <laughs> rippling through the, everyone at the same time realized fuck me this stinks and <laughs> it, it was you, you could almost see it going like a Mexican right. wave through the crowd oh my god um and the rest the rest of the showing was really fun because everyone had clearly decided yeah. we've all agreed film. Yeah. oh yep. my god I, without a word oh. being said without a word being said there is nothing i like more than that i mean honestly it's why I still go to all the the big showings, the big premieres of movies and yeah, things like yeah, yeah. that. Like, oh man, the end of um, Avengers: Infinity War. I just remember before the movie started, everyone like just it was loud. Everyone was all mm. excited and all that. And that movie ending, and all of us being very sad mm. <laughs> and being like, that was yeah. an emotional roller coaster, and yeah. like almost it wasn't silent but it was that palpable like we're all a little yep. in pain at what has just yep. happened to the characters um, that we love so much there's my god some what fantastic an audio oh it's the same absolutely same yeah. you could hear a pin drop there's great audio online i'm certain you will have heard it of uh the opening night reaction of avenger avengers yes. endgame mm-hmm. of the moment when um cap wields mjolnir the place fucking erupts, mm, mm-hmm. um, and someone has synced up this audio to to the moment in, in the film, uh, film, and it's it it instant goosebumps. It's phenomenal. I just love that. There's there's nothing mm. like it. I remember another uh, experience when I was you know going to see all the Harry Potter movies, and it was the last okay. one, and uh, all of us were there. You know, we got your people dressed up as wizards, all of that stuff, the the full thing. <laughs> Uh, and the <laughs> the trailers play, and then the zookeeper was coming out, and we're like, oh, yeah. God, this zookeeper trailer is like really <laughs> long, like really long. And then suddenly we realized they were playing the zookeeper and not <laughs> Harry Potter. And yes. I swear to you, there was about to be a full riot in that theater. Like it was, people were getting up, Just they were wizards screaming. kicking the fuck off. Yeah, it was. <laughs> so incredible just like because we nice. all got here so that we could see this at the same time as all of the people around the entire country yep what are we doing watching the zookeeper we're 20 minutes behind now <laughs> like, it was oh man it was such an experience to break out your time turner <laughs> hey hey look at that thank you you know yeah, a Harry yeah, Potter yeah. thing <laughs> we've digressed incredibly but i feel good about it nonetheless <laughs> yeah same same completely agree um have you seen this one? Oh <gasps> no so this photo the photographer captured the moment of her own death in it yeah it's uh oh yeah shit. it's really horrifying it's from a few years back and i think it ended up like winning prizes because it is an incredible photo um it is it's a you know in this photo you see an explosion happening and a soldier kind of covering like his ears um mm. as this is ripping through and this soldier you know this mortar hit them and it ended up you know taking them out right then and leaving this just very incredible i mean i think the thing that i find super haunting about it is like the blue sky behind them mm. that makes it's a wonderful very, picture yeah this very stark contrast with the fire and the explosion and just knowing that mm. this is the end of these people here again this is not a you can't tell something's wrong photo but it is this moment of capturing right before you know yeah sure the end of someone that i always i have found extremely haunting intimate isn't it yeah it is that's exactly the word intimate and and i think that applies to the falling man as well is like these are mm. i am i mean this probably happened so incredibly fast the photographer and these people didn't really have anything to think about but when i think about the falling man or my fear the ones with people on airplanes it's knowing you know mm. knowing that you are about to die uh, is a horrifying concept mm. to me that there's this period mm. of time at which people are like just plummeting from the air. That's I'm not afraid of heights. I just don't like the idea of falling <laughs> and yep. not yep. having yep. any yep. control over that kind of situation. Um, mm. But seeing these moments, there's this kind of like, you know, and we also talked about not quite understanding how consciousness works and like, does a moment like this feel like, mm. you know, minutes or does it feel like an instant to a person knowing, who's experiencing knowing. it? Knowing, there's a lot to that. I mean, 
the photo of Jolene Callan, the girl in the park that we saw earlier on. It, you know, us seeing that photo, knowing what happened. But in that photo, she does not. She has no idea. It gives, no yeah, exactly. It, it, it gives us, it gives us almost an unwanted sense of predestination, I guess, into that girl's mm. life. We know, we know her future yeah. at a point where she does not. Yeah. That's so an there's interesting. Something definitely... hmm, you're onto something right there. A sense of, yeah, you're seeing the future, even though you're seeing the past. Yeah. And yes, 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 yes. You're stuck. You can't do anything about it. You know, it's like when you watch a movie you've seen a million times and a character dies that you love. Or Like, every time mm-hmm. I watch Scream 2, I'm like, mm-hmm. Randy, don't antagonize that guy. You know, don't walk by that van well, and not look behind you. You know, like... It's a Greek thing, right? It, yeah. It, think uh, Greek drama, Greek tragedies. Which is the uh, theme of Scream 2, so... There you go, yes. Yeah. Would <laughs> often open... With the chorus, the narrator telling us this character is going to die. Right. You know what's going to become of that character, and they do not. Yeah. Um, so there's there's something very, very theatrical about that. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point, and it's just it's off putting, and you want you, you you kind of want to fix it. You know, you want to mm. change it. You're seeing this, and I think there is mm. some like tension deep within us that's saying like, no, 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 no. Maybe if I look at this one more time, I can I mm. can fix whatever happened here. I can stop it from happening, you know. But you can't. It's a moment that has already happened. Oh God, that's fascinating. It, oh God, that's fascinating. Uh you've definitely brought something out about this that I hadn't articulated for myself. But now that absolutely makes sense. And I think about the first time that I ever saw that photo in the barn of. Regina Mm. there Mm. and Mm. I think I feel like I kind of read that story with that sense of like my brain was going through ways in which this could have been prevented and like what if you know someone had wandered by what if she had done this what if he had done this and it is it's like my brain was trying to find a way to reconcile that photo which is present always Right, like because that you are moment in possession is always of the now. full story. Yeah, yeah, you know the full story. Yeah, that move that Yikes. is always past and it is always now at the same time. And God, what an uncomfortable thing to sit with. <laughs> and again, yes, this just lends more uh, weight to to the 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 power of that analog image. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's you know you can't just delete it and try again. Right. Yeah. It's always then. In that image. Yeah. Ooh. Whereas for us, uh, very nice. Oh, Mark. I have like, I have like tinglys in my, in my chest. <laughs> like, oh God. Anything else you feel necessary to bring up or did we, do we think we sufficiently horrified? Okay. So brain parasites. Brain parasites. Um, 9-11, Zapruder. Yep. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Covering a lot of ground here. Do you know what? I think <laughs> let's bring it on. Let's take it home, Corey. Let's fucking wrap it oh, up. Oh God, yeah, I think that's, that's probably enough. But hopefully, our, mm. our you know little diversions off the path will um, you know will serve to have been a little bit brought a little bit of levity into that. Uh, so hey, sorry about that. Uh, hope you hope you guys are okay. <laughs> you know it's been it's been real when we end with an apology. Sorry, guys. Uh. <laughs> We're just working through some shit, and uh, you're look, all you're all there as we're doing it. Look, unashamedly, right? This process, and it is a process, um, mm. has has been therapeutic for me in 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 a in a few ways. I mean, it's uh, we'll have to talk about why that is at some point, but <laughs> nonetheless, mm. yeah, I I feel similarly, and uh, hopefully. You know, at home, you're feeling like you've been through therapy in a good way and not like you've been traumatized. Uh, But please do let us know one way or another by talking to us on the old on the old Twitter. Um, On the tweets, uh, you can expect some clips of a funky snail with a brain parasite. You can expect some clips. Uh, You if you've not seen this before, I swear you look at it. You're like, wow, that's really cool. Yeah, I'm down for disco snail. Yep. Um, So, yes. 
to give you that all-important context. Yes, we've got some some recs that we are going to post uh, soon as well. It's just been sort of a busy week, but we've got some recommendations for you further beyond what we had in our uh, episodes last week. We've gotten requests for Shutter recommendations and for Australian movies because I played up how dismal they are. So we will post some of those coming up as well. <laughs> it looks like you had something is, to say. I was about to christen it Ozcore, but I thought I wouldn't bother. <laughs> Uh, you know, we hadn't had a new core from you this week, so there it was you go. Actually... What's, the, what's the week? What's an episode of Joag without a yeah. new genre being christened? <laughs> it was about that time. So check us out at Jack of All Graves on Twitter. Talk to us. We love it. We've been having such fun conversations on there, haven't we? Yeah, we have. We, we have. Haven't. We have. We uh, really have. Just been having a blast. Loving, loving getting to know everybody uh, and sharing this with you guys. So if you're also enjoying it, make sure that you head to iTunes and give us that nice five stars i mean itunes that's not what it's called anymore apple podcasts <laughs> i don't i don't I, know itunes you <laughs> shut up mark i don't know no i, I got nothing i got listen i'm the fucking sap who couldn't who spent 15 minutes trying to send you a photo you know just now so i'm saying nothing yeah um so yeah on apple podcast or on stitcher or wherever you listen and tell your friends you know shoot a facebook post out there and instagram tell them you're enjoying listening to us so that more people come and hang out with us because we're just we're just having a blast mm, yeah big time join the joag fucking journey the joag journey that's it that's the hashtag right there the joag journey <laughs> all right everyone so until next week you stay spooky thanks for listening bye <laughs>